everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Reserve Tank presented by Progressive. I'm your host, Sam Bendall. And today, we are sitting down with two awesome women in the motorcycle industry, Elisa Clickinger and Joy Burgess. Uh, Tell me a little bit about each of yourselves, ladies, uh, for our listeners. Let's start with you, Elisa. Okay. Um, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been listening to the podcast, and um, I think it's really a great thing to do in this uh, in this time. Uh, my name is Elisa Clickinger, and I run a company called Women's Motorcycle Tours. I lead uh, online conferences and motorcycle tours and events. For women. I'm also an author. I wrote uh, Booster Confidence Through Motorcycling, A Woman's Guide to Being Your Best Self on and off the bike. We're going to dive a lot more into that, especially for all of our women listeners today. Uh, Joy, let's uh, hear from you. Sure. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and um, especially with my the other great guest here who I've worked with before. And um, I am the editor of Woman Rider, and I'm also an editor-at-large for Thunder Press Magazine, and um, we're getting ready to launch a new podcast and a lot of great initiatives coming soon. So it's really exciting. I'm having a ton of fun, and it's just great to be a part of something, you know, with women again in this industry. So like everyone in the motorcycle industry, we are all very, very busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No shortage of things to do. Elisa, you have just gotten done or through uh, the Women's Motorcycle Conference. Am I correct? That's correct. A couple weeks uh, ago. Tell, tell listeners uh, a little bit about what that conference was uh, and what that platform is and what purpose it kind of serves. Sure thing. Thanks. Um, the Women's Motorcycle Conference online is um, hosted over a two-day period. This last one in November was our second one. It's about bringing women together uh, with resources and inspiration and education. And uh, we had a great lineup this time. Everything from, uh, um, well, you folks from the, the IMS. Um, we had uh, folks from the Motorcycle Industry Council, a bunch of ladies from the, um, the manufacturers. We had a live oil change by Val at uh, Moto Girl in New York. Yeah. yeah, I get a lot of positive feedback. Um, I think probably the most um, flattering one is a lot of people say, yeah, I was just interested in one uh, one webinar, but then I started listening and listening. And the next thing I know, I, I, I watched them all. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that a lot. Um, so that's probably the best feedback I can hear. Very good. Awesome. Uh, Joy. You're an editor for a prominent magazine, Thunder Press, and also Women Rider. Um, what are you guys doing to, to kind of move the needle a little bit further to educate women and to kind of educate the community in general to just being more inclusive and also serving as a resource? Well, one of the biggest things that we did, and this starts back with Thunder Press, is um, in May we did a complete issue all about women, and we did a women in motorcycling issue for May this year, and it was so amazingly received in the industry. It, it kind of blew up, and we were surprised at how awesome it turned out. And that was actually kind of the catalyst for me eventually getting the job at Woman Rider too, and becoming editor there. So we found out, you know, there's a really big void almost in the industry. Women are still underserved, and you know, even with so many great people 
doing amazing things. There's so many women who are writing and they're not necessarily finding everything that they want still. And we found that out really big. You know, we hadn't really gone after women at Thunder Press, which is a V-twin oriented magazine before. There hadn't been much edit about women. And I had this brainstorm last year, like about December. So it's been about a year ago. And I was like, you know what? We need to do a whole issue, the entire issue about women. And we had a 90 plus page issue go out about women from age 12 to in her 90s we had Gloria as the cover of that magazine which was awesome and then we had as young as a 12 year old road racer who's just tearing it up and um, every age in between so that was the whole catalyst for how I got started working with women it just kind of blew up from there and it was my passion I was like you know I really want to do this more I want to reach out to women more and so when the job at Woman Writer, which is a sister publication, came open, I was asked to do it. And I was like, yes, yes, this is what I want to do. I just want to go out there and inspire more women because um, just a, real quickly, a little of my story is I only came into the industry five years ago um, after my husband passed away. And that's when I found motorcycling. Like, I didn't know it existed before. And I was like, whoa, what is this? I need this. And at this dark point in my life, I was just like, wow, freedom and this community. I mean, I found a family that wrapped my son and I up when we were going through our darkest hours. And kind of my goal is always just, how can I share this? How can I help other women find home? Because that's what I found here. And so that's always, you know, that's like my guiding light in whatever I do. Let me help women find home and family. So that's what I'm all about, no matter, you know, if it's Thunder Press or a woman writer. That's a really inspiring story. And I think it's I think it I think a lot of people can relate to that because not all of us got into motorcycling when we were kids. I mean, I myself only got into riding motorcycles actively, like and taking it serious about eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. And I've gone full throttle ever since, not in speed, but in learning. Uh, what was your process like? Like how did you decide, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> ride and use that thing? <laughs> like was was there someone in your family or was it just like that looks cool i want to do it actually it is the um the editor-in-chief for thunder press magazine is mitch bame who used to be the editor at motorcyclist um a lot of people probably know who he is and he wrote a book about malcolm smith and you know tells a lot about him and his story and on any sunday and um i happened to be given this book and I read it and I was like, what is on any Sunday? I've never seen this movie. And people were like, what, you're kidding me. And I went and I watched it and I was like, what, where has this been all my life? I have to do this. And it took me a while to get there. You know, I was a new widow and I have a son who has special needs. And so now I'm a single mom and handling so many things. And then I, I just knew I had to do this. And the first time I rode a motorcycle, it was just like, I guess the best way to describe it is that the darkness that I was going through was left behind and I, there was just like this joy inside of me that I found and I couldn't look back ever. I mean, I could never stop riding motorcycles as long as I can stand. I'm going to be riding just because, you know, it brought that joy to my life. I love, love that sentiment and I am right there with you. Since we're on the topic of origin stories, Elisa, I have to know. How did you get into motorcycling too? <laughs> um, I was going through a divorce and um, <clears throat> you have 
a lot of times when you're going through something stressful, you have a lot of dreams. And one of my stress dreams was um, I was being chased by someone and I was run literally running for my life in this dream and uh, running, running, running this person fast on my heels. I saw a motorcycle in the dream. And so I fixated on that, started running towards the motorcycle. And when I got to it in the magical way of dreams, I knew how to operate it. And I sped away from imminent danger. And then I literally woke up right after that. And I was like, oh, oh I have to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then a couple days later, I, so I had a disposable job at a bank through the divorce. And uh, a few days later, a guy came up to my window with a leather jacket. And I said, you, do you ride a motorcycle? <laughs> he thought I was wacko, but he said yes. And I asked him how to get started. And he, he suggested that I take a motorcycle safety training to get started. And yeah, that's how I started. Rest is history. Yeah. Good advice. This ties back to another Reserve Tank episode that we had with uh, Crystal Hess and Stephen Boyd from Motorcycle Missions about how motorcycles have this ability to really, really attack one's mental health or, or not attack, but help um, yeah. and and heal. Um, and then you find all the other intricacies of, of how they're easy to operate at first. And then you start to learn a little bit more about yourself and you start to grow as a rider. Uh, but also that sense of community, which is, I think, something equally important to talk about because there's you you see motorcycle communities everywhere, whether you have sport bike guys or you have Harley Davidson, like cruiser hog groups or whatnot. Um, but y'all are doing something very specific, which is important because one in five women own motorcycles. Uh, that was like came from the MIC uh, in 2018. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more at this point. Um, so we know that I know that you guys you both are doing uh, the Women's Motorcycle Conference. How else are we kind of building that female com uh, that female community within motorcycling? Alisa. Um, Okay. <laughs> I know for myself, um, you know, I really pride myself on being a community builder. I, uh, through my tours, through my uh, education, through my writing, I've been a motorcycle journalist for about 10 years. And um, it's always coming back to motorcycling and how we can um, be better riders, be better be, be better people, be, be better citizens of the community. And so um, a lot of the big events that I lead are really about women coming together and experiencing that life-changing magic that happens on an epic adventure. So, um, you know, and that's just continued through my book and through the, the conferences. And uh, um, I think it's important to bring, to, to offer women this place where they can come together with a shared passion and be themselves, but also be part of something that's bigger than themselves. As we know, motorcyclists are all very, very generous. You know, you know, you see all these toy runs and Santa Claus runs and poker runs, and there's all sorts of charities that, that, that we do. So I find that motorcyclists have a big heart and uh, because we all ride, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an easy place for women to find a niche and, and belong. Joy, you want to take a stab at that one too, or? <laughs> sure. Um, 
I think one of the biggest things that um, I'm trying to do with Woman Rider is to create content that inspires. Um, not only do I want to inspire women who are already riding and you know who are looking for a place to to read inspiring content and to stay motivated but i want to inspire people who aren't writing i want women to um to come to when they come to woman writer i want them to read something that makes them say i want to do that i i can do that i want to tell stories that tell women they can do it there's a you know there might be a lot of stuff out there and women think well i don't know if i can do that or maybe you know they see some sides of the motorcycle industry that may make them feel like they have to look a certain way or something to to ride a motorcycle there is no look there is no type for women who ride and that is what i want to communicate i i want everybody to know it doesn't you know matter who you are what you look like what you're doing right now in life i mean i jumped careers insanely to be here it doesn't matter if you want to ride you can do it and i always want to you know foster that community that can encourage you know new riders in and one of the things i want to do in 2021 and i'm working with women in the industry to build it is to create a type of mentorship program where new riders can be paired up with riders who have more experience, where women can ask somebody a question, you know, who understands some of the challenges that women face that, you know, maybe guys don't face as much. And I want to, to make that, I saw a statistic from Harley Davidson that showed that a lot of riders drop out around the two-year mark. And I was like floored because I can't imagine dropping out because I I'm, I love it so much. But I was like, wow, why are so many people dropping out then? And I thought, you know, what women need to make sure that we don't lose women is mentorship. And we need to do a better job in this industry of mentoring women and offering a way that they can have their questions answered, you know, in a very friendly way. And um, a lot of what's happening with the Women's Motorcycle Conference, I think, is excellent at that. You know, providing what you did, Elisa, was amazing. Amazing. And, you know, just providing everything from, you know, how, how can you do this or you know, changing your oil? You know, these are all things I had to learn around along the way. And I think that, you know, offering that space where we mentor women who are new is really important to to building this community because it might be, you know, 20 percent right now. But I want to see 25 and 30. And so that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. 50 percent. I vote yes. for 50 percent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Absolutely. I want to see that as well. Uh, this kind of would lead into a question that I have. Even though I, first, I would love to, I would love to put myself forward as as a, a, a man in the motorcycle industry that is hyper receptive and very friendly to all female riders. That if I could be part of that mentorship, I would love to because I feel like the guys on in the industry serve somewhat as a barrier, or at least. Community-wise, industry-wise, there are still some in our industry that are kind of thinking of the old ways. And I'll say it, and I, you know, it, it needs to be addressed. And I think that in and of itself is a barrier. I have a couple friends currently that I talk with, and as a former motor motorcycle instructor, you know, that there are no dumb questions. You know, the stupid question is the one you don't ask. And I have guy friends ask me questions where I'm like, that's a pretty dumb question, <laughs> but it's okay. You don't know. Um, but with my female compatriots who I ride with and they've even gone and shown taken to track days, I'm like, look, you just got to ride your own ride. So I think that that's important uh, is to be a solid mentor. And I want to put myself forward to being able to help move that needle along. Um, I may have said it, but I guess the question is, is, you know, what can men do more? 
within the motorcycle industry to be more receptive of female riders. Um, yeah, uh, Joy, I'm gonna call on you for this one first. Sure, I've been thinking about this actually, and I actually took this question to the guys that I work with. I pretty much work with all men. <laughs> so um, I think that a great example of what men can do in this industry would be um, the guys that I work have worked with at Thunder Press. Um, they have been amazing at making a space for me. And I know I've talked to a lot of other women across the industry and a lot of times I get asked actually, you know, how do you get treated working in this industry? Because there are stories about women who aren't being treated so well just because of a lot of what you said, you know, there's still some guys in the industry that, you know, aren't necessarily too friendly to women who are working in this industry. And um, I have always been excited to say, you know, these guys have mentored me. I mean, I, I was a newer person to the industry. I haven't been riding near as long, you know, as the editor-in-chief of Thunder Press, who's been, you know, in the magazine business for 40 years. And they have mentored me, you know, they have listened to my questions, and trust me, I ask a lot of questions. And they have been there to sort of guide me and um, offer me advice when I have questions along the way, they, they answer them, and they've helped me along the way and they've pushed me and they've made me better at what I do and I appreciate that I mean I'm so grateful for the guys who have made space for me in this industry and who have helped me along my way and I think that um there that needs to happen that you know I'm not saying you know we need men to make us better we're women we're tough we, we can do this but you know I think that sometimes the there's been a narrative and I actually recently wrote about this there's been a narrative where you know women are pinups and that's all they are they write on the back and you know that's something we really need to get away from um I think a lot of times if guys think about how they want their daughters to be treated, you know, do you want your daughter to think that she can do anything or do you want to think she can only ride on the back of a bike? And when men really stop and think about that question, I think it maybe changes their perspective a little bit. But I think that changing the narrative is something that men can help us do to change things and to help, you know, foster a community that is more open to women because when I came in I just wrote the, wrote this this is so funny but when I came into Thunder Press and started writing I actually asked I said are you sure that I can do this because I'm not tall skinny and 21. I asked that question which is insane and sort of sad yeah. but I, I mean I asked that because of everything that I had seen you know coming from certain sides of Moto Media I was asking that question and what I was told is just be you. And that is the message that, you know, men and women need to get out there to women today. Just be you. And I think that's so important. And I'm so thankful that, you know, somebody told me that and I felt like I could go out there and, and do this. Wow. That, <laughs> that's a hard act to follow. Because I, I mean, I'm going to underscore some of the things that you said because I t I'm in total agreement. Um, just be you. Ab absolutely. I think that all women need uh, to practice that because we're, we assume a lot of um, different roles and uh, there's a lot of societal pressure to be a certain way or act a certain way. Uh, I think uh, what you said about changing the narrative and uh, most importantly, asking uh, folks you know how would you want your daughter to 
be treated? How would you want her to feel in these situations? So I, I love those things. Um, I have a few of my own, which is, I think that, uh, um, Sam, for, for men, I think that um, men could do uh, a lot of good by um, coaching each other. So when you hear another man in the industry, like making an assumption or, um, you know, uh, I don't know, making a, a, a comment or something, um, you know, call them out on it because women are going to be drawn to the sport by imagery of other women. If they can see, if women can see themselves in a sport in somebody that is like them, then they are more likely to adopt the sport. So that speaks to my um, suggestion about imagery in the magazines and in advertising. Women in, in advertising. Um, it's a great uh, kudos to Goldwing for that commercial where they had the woman uh, taking her man. <laughs> <laughs> on a, on a, that was that was awesome. You know, we need we need more of that. Um, not just not just the the sort of oddball fun things, but you know, just more women on dirt bikes, more family women and families on dirt bikes. Um, I think that um, this isn't really shameless self promotion, but I, I I I know that people have been helped by reading my confidence book, especially men. I have had so many men at the motorcycle shows buy my books so that they can understand their daughters and, and, and or wives and how women build confidence so very differently than men. I think that if every, if every dealer in the USA, every motorcycle safety instructor in the USA read my book about how women build confidence in the mental games we play with ourselves, I, I think we could revolutionize the industry in two years. I, I, I agree. I think men find confidence by diving into the deep end without having the skill or knowledge to do so. Yep. And what I've appreciated so much more um, from witnessing my, my female compatriots go into motorcycling is they wade into the pool, you know, and they're like, oh, I can I can swim right here. Now I'm going to go a little deeper. It's not this. They're not women. Women. <laughs> Sociolo sociologically, anthropologically, biology, all those taken into account, <laughs> women are more cautious, I've found. And I think that behooves them to get into motorcycling, whereas guys have all this ego. And a big thing that I found out when I started learning how to ride was put your ego at the door, right? Really try to set it aside and take the time. And I think men have to try harder to do this uh, overall. And I also think it's one of the reasons why you have this kind of toxic masculine culture that pervades through motorcycling. So we're getting there. We're we'll get there. We'll get there all together, hopefully. Um, if we were to talk directly to our female riders that are listening, what's the best way that they can start to connect with other motorcyclists or other motorcycle groups? Well, how would you advise them to get into this community? Um, want me to go first? Oh yeah, go for it, Elisa. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think that um, there's a couple of different ways, certainly coming to the shows and seeing what's out there, seeing what's available. I think the shows could uh, do us a tremendous service by having um, 
making it accessible to clubs, you know, inviting clubs in, maybe even having club displays where uh, people can walk around and get a different flavor of, hey, this group, you know, rides these motorcycles, this group rides these motorcycles, find, find their community, uh, the people that they resonate with. Um, I run a motorcycle mentoring Facebook group. We've got about 1,300 women in it. And I think that online, because of COVID right now, it's a great place to start finding your community because you can connect with so many different people with so many different points of view. And um, it's sometimes online a little hard to narrow down, you know, people in your writing community. That's why, you know, we, we have a forum for it. Um, I also think that um, asking other lady writers uh, you know, what clubs do you belong to? Reading the magazines, reading Woman Rider, um, other magazines in the, in the specifically focused on women. Um, they usually have a lot to say about women's writing groups and, and places to connect and, uh, and female focused events. Um, I definitely agree. Um, I think especially with, with COVID, um, social media has really just been such a place where women have been connecting I've seen Instagram just like really boom for women recently and um, there are a lot of amazing groups on Facebook as well I know uh, I'm a member of some of them I'm actually a member of a mechanics group where I go to find help when I have no idea what's going on with my bike so um, there are so many great ways to connect on social media today and I think that's a gift and I think even though COVID sort of trashed our event schedule this year, <laughs> that we have found some amazing ways to connect with other women. And um, I also agree, definitely talking to women that ride, go ask somebody, um, most women who are riding have a good idea of, you know, maybe a group you could be a part of. Um, I know one group that comes to mind immediately is the Lita's. They have chapters in almost like every city across, across the U.S. right now. And probably beyond that and they do a lot of amazing things and I've really respected what they do um I know in 2021 hopefully we get back to our events I think they're so important for women and um I know that something we want to do with Woman Rider next year is to you know do some of our own events or you know do some rides to events to get more women you know involved and going so um you know I want to see things happen like more women's builder shows to get women to start you know building more bikes there are a surprising amount of women builders out there they're not always getting featured and um I got to work with a 16 year old who built her own bike and she won third place in um, Roland Sands coronavirus bike build off. She she right. accidentally entered it. She didn't even know she entered it and won third place and she is so rad. And I wanna see more young girls, 16 years old. That inspires me. I wanna see more young girls getting out there and building bikes and you know try to find ways that we can give them a chance to, you know, bring that out there and show it off and, you know, build communities with other girls who are doing the same thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's so much potential for 2021 if we can, you know, kind of get back to normal. I think we've had this year to think about what can we do and how can we do it. So I'm, I'm ready to blaze a trail in 2021. <laughs> 
So we'll we will definitely put down a link uh, to your Facebook group, Elisa, uh, for all women writers who are listening to this. So you're going to go to continuetheride.com for where this episode will stay housed. Uh, if you're curious, if you're not, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or Captivate or any of the other uh, platforms that this episode is being hosted on. Uh, but I like to do a sh- uh, kind of self shameless plug, but I want you all to name, I'll start, I want, but I want you all to follow up, name four influential women motorcyclists that kind of are doing it right. Um, for me, I would like to highlight a friend of mine, Mickey Masuda. Uh, she, her uh, Instagram is Biker Mickey. She's full on into motorcycling and learning and is just the friendliest, nicest, approachable person I've ever met. Uh, Anna, I don't know Anna's last name, but Red Spade in, she's at Red Spade in, I think she's in Atlanta. She does a lot of racing. Uh, she was a former IMS ambassador for us, uh, and just really engages with people online. Uh, Jocelyn Snow is a good friend of mine. One of the most badass women adventure riders I have ever come across. Uh, she'll inspire you alone just by being four foot 11, five foot even, uh, she barely fits on a GS, <laughs> and she rides it like a champion, uh, and she's got such a great personality. Uh, and then because you brought up builders, uh, I'd like to say my friend Ava Wolf uh, over at Wolf Moto. Uh, she's in California, uh, and she worked very closely with Jesse Combs, who recently passed away, to teach women how to work on their motorcycles, fabricate things. Uh, she is super rad and one of the kindest people I've ever met. Uh, Joy, who are your top three or five people that you think are just doing it solid? Um, Probably my first would be Kelly Yazdi with Ride Wild, which used to be Wild Gypsy Tour. They just changed their name. Um, She's become such a great friend and she inspires me and sort of keeps my fire lit because sometimes when you're working so hard, sometimes you need somebody else to come and light your fire. And um, she always does that for me, and we're doing some amazing things and um, chatting and sort of collaborating together on some things. So she's amazing. And then um, Jay Shia, a builder from Madhouse Motors, Motors, she's amazing. She has her own custom bike show in Boston, which is pretty awesome, and was featured in the movie Oil in the Blood. And I got to do a story with her um, a while back, and she's just amazing. The way her brain thinks, like, if you want to talk to somebody who compares motorcycles to art, it's insane. And she actually took one of her bikes to one of the big art shows in New York, which blew my mind. She's amazing. And then Stacy Will of Ride to Food. She is so much fun. I love working with her. Um, she is one of those women who, when she was in the industry, she went out and made her own business. And I love that about her. I love seeing her, you know, make her own way. And she's just rocking it. And then last, Re Poland. She is um, part of Royal Enfield. She was, you know, the reason that Build Train Race got started. And I'm excited right now. I've been working with her and the girls who are part of that on a really awesome story coming soon. And she is just so full of fire. I love what she's doing. And it's just great to see somebody, you know, up with you know a manufacturer and she's amazing i love to talk to her she does a lot of kick-ass stuff with royal enfield i really like brianne 
Alisa, who's yeah. on your list? <laughs> Brienne is definitely on my list. She's awesome. Um, uh, you know, I'm on the womenwritersnow.com leadership board, and I can't say enough about those ladies because they've been mentors to me um, and helped me with my big cross-country events, um, Sarah Schilke and Aaron Sills. Um, I think that uh, Joanne Don is one of the unsung hero heroines in the women's motorcycling stories because she runs a website called gearchick.com and she gives and gives and gives of herself so much. She works in retail um, and she can just, you can write her and ask her for a, uh, say, hey, I'm shaped this way and I want a suit for this. And she'll, and she'll give you three or five recommendations just off the top of her head. Hey, this is going to fit you you know, since you're pear shaped, this is going to fit you since you're built like a pencil. She's just awesome. Um, uh, and Kirsten Madura is a uh, really, really neat, uh, her engines for change program, you know, uh, uh you know, uh, she, uh, started ride, ride to vote. And before that they were, um, distributing, uh, COVID supplies around New York city. I, I mean, on motorcycles, using motorcycles for change. And uh, I think she's doing really great stuff. And Portia Taylor, Black Girls Ride. She's she's pretty amazing because she's just her. She's just Portia. She loves to ride. She doesn't really censor her stuff, but she's so passionate. And, you know, she's doing what Joy's doing, what I'm doing, bringing women together. So, yeah. And there's so I'm many so, more. There are, there are so <laughs> anymore um i'm so happy that, uh, that a handful of those women that you 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 all mentioned are, are friends of mine <laughs> that i <laughs> love dearly um let's try let's start to wrap this up i have i'm going to ask one question which i believe is what is the one piece of advice that you've received as a rider that really stands out and that has helped you in your career as a motorcyclist Look Joy, you... <laughs> or Lisa. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, flip a coin. Uh, Joy, let's go with Joy first. Um, I would have to say it was what I mentioned earlier, and that is the advice to just be you. Um, I think that has served me well. It's something I go back to and think about often, you know, if I might be feeling discouraged, but just be you, you know, whether I'm on the bike or, you know, trying to do stuff in the industry off the bike, just be you is like, that's one of my my guiding lights along the way is just just be you and be real and um yeah that that meant a lot to me and i'm never gonna forget that don't don't do it for the gram y'all do it for yourself exactly <laughs> uh elisa um eyes on the horizon look where you want to go I mean, it, it's, it's great <laughs> advice for motorcycling and for life. <laughs> True. As you get into motorcycling, you find that there are so many parallel metaphors uh, that go from bike to the whole of life. So if you want to learn the meaning of life, go learn how to ride a motorcycle. I think you'll, you'll get there in time. Uh, what else do you all have coming up? Is there anything that we should know about? I know, Joy, you have you mentioned the podcast. Uh, can you tease maybe who's the first guest or when is that going to drop? <laughs> 
Well, the podcast is Women in Wheels, and um, it should be dropping later this month. Um, we're recording the first episode later this week, and the first guest is sort of a secret. But I have a whole list of people, that, and some of the people I mentioned today who are on the list of people coming on, including Bree, who's ag- agreed to come on at some point. So she's not the first, but she's going to be on there. So um, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to sit down and just chat with a lot of ladies, because that's what I love to do. Uh, what's the where 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 will they find where will they or where will our listeners be able to find this again? Um, we'll have links to it, of course, on the Woman Writer website, and um, we'll be putting it out most places where podcasts are found. Cool, and we'll toss it out on our socials as well over at Motorcycle Shows on Instagram and the rest of our various digital platforms. Alisa, where are you heading next? What's going on? Wow. Uh, So the next Women's Motorcycle Conference online is March 12th and 13th, 2021. And we have a live Women's Motorcycle Conference in Arlington, Virginia on August 19th through 21st, 2021. And that's going to start. I'll be doing in-person conferences every other year after that. Um, there's a whole schedule on the Women's Motorcycle Tours website. And my big project, which was uh, my disappointment for 2020, but it's given me a whole year to make it even better, was the uh, Suffragist Centennial Motorcycle Ride that was supposed to happen this year. Um, 2020 was the 100th anniversary of Women's Right to Vote. And we had planned a massive cross-country event for women to ride cross-country and celebrate and uh, that didn't happen because of COVID, but we're going to do it no matter what next year. And uh, that'll be July 31st to August uh, 21st, ending at the Women's Motorcycle Conference. And uh, so people can join that for a day, a week, a dinner, three weeks, two weeks. Um, Stay however as long they as you join like. Up. Yeah, I mean, they can come cross country with us or they can you know, just join us for a week and ride the last week or, or just come to the conference. So those awesome. are my big and what is projects. what's the what are the prices for the conference or the virtual conference as well? Um, oh, the virtual conference is dirt cheap. It's twenty five bucks for two days, and uh, if if you're on my newsletter, then you you get a discount. <laughs> and uh, I haven't set a price for the live conference. We're working on that now with the hotel. It depends a lot on you know what the venue charges us. Believe me, we are uh, no strangers to <laughs> the the malleability no. of planning events. <laughs> um, nope. So on yeah. that note, ladies, I would love to thank you both uh, for being on the podcast today. I think there, we all gleaned a lot of awesome information. Uh, for everyone listening, IMS Outdoors has a big announcement. By the time this podcast comes out, our schedule for the 2021 season will be public we are coming to some familiar cities we are coming to some new cities uh but we are going into a different format entirely and i think it's all thanks to covid i'm stoked you should be stoked everyone should be stoked we're gonna have live demos we're gonna have all kinds of new attractions it's gonna be the bigger badder version of ims that you've experienced in the past Uh, So for this episode of The Reserve Tank presented by Progressive, I'd like to say, remember, ride smart, ride safe, and we'll see you out there on the road. 